Hi, welcome to episode 571 of the Fantastic Forecast. I'm Dave Elliott, and I cannot wait for the year 2020 to get here. It cannot come here fast enough. I just love the Olympics so much. In every episode of the Fantastic Forecast, I'll be talking about a different issue of the Fantastic Four, starting with issue, issue 1 and going all the way to issue 645. Today is Fantastic Four 571 from November 2009. Solve Everything, Part 2, by Jonathan Hickman and Dale Eaglesham. The story begins with Reed, of the regular Marvel Universe, visiting Earth 2012, along with other members of the Council of Reeds, from a bunch of other alternate worlds. Have I ever mentioned how much I hate the Earth 616 designation for the normal Marvel Universe? Just because Alan Moore came up with it, in a comic for Marvel UK no less, everyone at Marvel has to get on their hands and knees for Alan Moore and take it. Has he ever written a single comic book for Marvel US? I don't think so, and yet somehow this one writer who is not in the least bit important in the annals of Marvel history, somehow has gotten to name the entire Marvel Universe. And it's not even a good name. It's like, eh, it's Earth 616. As if there are 615 more important comic book universes. I think I'll just call it Earth Prime to refer to the normal Marvel Universe we all know and love. So all the Reeds are on this other Earth, doing battle with Galactus. In his narration, Reed says he doesn't believe in murder, but he helped kill the Galactus of Earth 2012. Which sounds like a year, but no, it's the 2012th version of Earth. So in the morning, Reed goes into the kitchen to get some coffee, and everyone is crowded in having breakfast. The kitchen is so small! Why is it so small? They're planning a birthday party for Franklin with invites to Artie and Leech, a couple of creepy mutant kids, and Katie and Jack Power. Which is cool that Jonathan Hickman is going all the way back to the 1980s here and bringing back some of uh, Franklin's old friends from Power Pack. I wonder, are they going to still call him Frank? Franklin also wants to invite Spider-Man, and Johnny says... If he wants a cool superhero at the party, he should invite the Human Torch. Franklin says he'd rather have Spider-Man, which makes sense because he sees the Human Torch every day. What's the big deal about that? Johnny tries to talk him out of it, saying that Spider-Man sucks. And then Franklin gets all snippy, saying, You suck, suck face! His mom quickly makes him apologize, and she asks, and she asks Johnny and Ben to go play with the children in another room while she has a talk with Reed. So Reed is fixing a bowl of cereal for himself. The cereal is called Hulk Smash. You know, in this world, Hulk is a dangerous monster that knocks down buildings and has put so many people's lives in danger. I'm guessing he's probably killed a lot of people too. Does it seem appropriate to have a cereal named after the Hulk? That would be like having a serial on our world called Timothy McVeigh Blast. Sue says to Reed that he seems to be spending a lot of time with himself. 
and she doesn't know the half of it. A lot of time with himselves, more like it. She starts to go into her spiel about how he spends too much time in the lab. He goes on and on about how he's an expert in so many things. But then he says that it is, it is her that he's studied the most. And he asks for one more week of this. So next, we see what happens over the next seven days. Day one, Reed and the other Reeds spend some time in Universe 8901. One of the Reeds is growing food on an uninhabitable world. He's like a farmer, only in a white business suit. Reed is staggered by the epic size of this operation, and the other Reed tells him that it's time to let his imagination run wild. Now, this is one of those Reeds who has an infinity gauntlet, and Reed Prime asks the other Reed why he doesn't just use the power of the glove to click his fingers and make food appear. The other Reed explains that the gauntlet only works in the universe it came from, and this operation is bigger than that. They travel to this, through this portal to another world filled with little bug-eyed aliens. Next, in Universe 45, on Day 3, the Reeds are going into battle with Doctor Doom, and the bald, bearded Reed has a casual conversation with Reed Prime about that farm from Day 1. <clears throat> Reed Prime says that he saw that farm, and Bald Reed says it was good for him to see the good before he sees the bad. And in this case, the bad is that they put a collar on this Doctor Doom, a permanent control mechanism that destroys Doom's higher brain functions and leaves him an empty shell of a human being. In our universe, we have something like that. It's called Fox News. Reed Prime asks why this Doctor Doom is worse than the others, and Bald Reed decides to take Reed back to the council chamber, and down below ground is a holding cell filled with a whole bunch of collared Doctor Dooms. Brainless, mindless Dooms. Reed Prime says, this is wrong, but Bald Reed says it's necessary. Bald Reed says that a small portion of Victor's DNA was sliced together with his, so he understands Doom better than anybody else. I think back in college, Ben Grimm may have gotten a small portion of Reed's DNA in him. But that's a completely different situation. So in upper dimensional space, in universe 12498, day 4, Reed Prime is joined by the third Infinity Gauntlet wearing alternate Reed, and they are so huge in this universe, they dwarf a star. So they're there to do an operation on a star. Reed Prime reaches his hand into the sun and pulls out some fringe dark matter, which could have destroyed the sun and the sun's entire solar system, saving billions of lives. Well done, Reed Prime. Of course, these two Reeds are so huge, so enormous, won't they throw off the entire gravitational system of the solar system? throwing all the planets out of their orbit and screwing up everything, you would think. So the two Reeds head back to base, and the other Reed asks Reed Prime, after all they've seen, the good and the bad, does Reed Prime want to quit being a superhero and join them full-time and solve everything? You know, when Reed came up with the idea, 101, solve everything, I bet his ego was like, he wanted to be the one to solve everything himself. 
joining up with all these other reeds. He's just a small cog in a big wheel. On day five, he's laying in bed. Sue's asleep, but Reed is wide awake, lost in thought, still trying to make up his mind. He gets up, and we go to a flashback again to where Reed is a boy, and his big, burly, lumberjack-looking dad enters the room and asks Reed what's troubling him. Reed replies that it's the kids at school. They're not mean to him. They think that Reed is cool. Wait, is this another alternate universe where kids think that smart kids are cool? I don't think such an alternate universe even exists. Little Reed says, They like me, but they're not like me. No one is, says his dad. His dad goes on to tell Reed that he's special, and one day he'll have the opportunity to help lots and lots of people, because there's nothing he can't do. So on day six, Reed Prime returns to the Council of, Re Council of Reeds, and they ask if he's made a decision. Reed says, Yes, he belongs there. All the other Reeds have gathered, like they're about to have some kind of ceremony. But then there's a loud noise. Someone says the gateway has been breached, and the council is compromised. It's a bridge from Universe 4280. They turn to the Reed of, I assume, Earth 4280, and he's distraught. He says, I'm sorry, so sorry. They've grown mad. They think they are gods. I thought I could stop them alone. I was wrong. They took me, tore open my mind. I told them about us, and now they've come. And from here, they plan to take everything. Who? The bald reed ask. The roof gets ripped off the joint, and they're being attacked by the Celestials. And that is a good moment to end, to be continued next time. Ooh, it's poetry time here at the Fantastic Forecast. The race of gods, or those we erring own, our shadows flitting up and down in the still abodes. The circles of the sea are laws, which publish and which hide the cause. Pray for a beam, out of that spear thee to guide and to redeem. Oh, what a load of care and toil by lying use bestowed. From his shoulders falls, who sees the true astronomy, the period of peace. Now that is a selection from the works of Ralph Waldo Emerson, from a poem called Celestial Love. But do you know who doesn't love the Celestials? Reed Richards. Or Reed Richards. Or the other Reed Richards. In fact, next issue is our special Celestial Hate issue as the invading Celestials try to screw with the Council of Reed Richardses. Who is going to win? Find out in our next exciting episode. So that's all for now. If you have any questions about the Fantastic Four, about this podcast, such as, what the hell are you doing? Or, if you need relationship advice, you can email me at podcastff at gmail.com. Or, follow me on Twitter, Dave Elliott, podcastff. And you can download other episodes, iTunes, or at www.podcastff.podbean.com. 
So long, kids. This podcast is over. <laughs>